That's a nice ride you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to your wheels. What are you driving right now? Are you happen to be driving one of the top five stolen vehicles? There's uh, top five, at least in the city of Toronto. City of Toronto putting out that information. Probably extends to Hamilton, London as well. Are you driving one of the hottest cars in terms of thieves are looking at you every time you drive down the road? Like, hmm, I wonder where that guy lives. Is that is that true? I'm going to tell you the top five that is coming right up. It is a big concern because vehicle theft in Toronto is up 61% year over year if you look at the numbers from January to May of this year. Up 61%. Brian Gast is Vice President of Investigative Services at Equity Association and joins me on the line. Hey, Brian. Thank you for having me. How surprised are you by this jump in numbers on auto theft? Did you expect that? Yeah, unfortunately, not surprised at all. It's It's been a growing trend year after year uh, over the last five or six years. And is it just being made worse by all the supply chain issues? In other words, it's cars are more valuable, therefore more uh, of a tempting target? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, uh, supply chain definitely uh, causing is a contributing factor. Uh, obviously, there's different reasons why vehicles are being stolen. Uh, it could be joyrides, it could be used to commit other crimes, but the ones that we're seeing the rising trend in is the ones that are being revinned and sold to the unsuspecting consumer, and then vehicles that are being stolen for the sole purpose of being exported to other countries. So I think a lot of us know that a lot of vehicles, higher-end vehicles, make their way onto containers and are shipped over overseas to other markets. But tell me more about revinning and what's happening in the domestic market. Yeah, that's a really good point, and thank you for highlighting it because it's something that is definitely needs to make people aware of. So revinning is where a vehicle is stolen, and then you could have a clone VIN, so a vehicle from another market, a different jurisdiction. Uh, that vehicle, uh, that VIN, so it's a vehicle identification number. Most people would recognize it from the front dash. Uh, it's a 17-digit number. Uh, it is replaced uh, with that cloned uh, VIN, and then it is taken to the registration office of whatever province you're in, and then it's registered, uh, and then it potentially is sold. So that is something that we're definitely seeing. So Equity Association, uh, obviously, we, we just started in October of 2021, but it, one of the divisions of Equity Association is the uh, uh, Investigative Services Division, and that division has been around for about 100 years. And we have investigators across the country that are, are specialists in identifying and uh, examining vehicles to uh, to determine if they were stolen or not. So that is something that we're definitely seeing an increase uh, across the country. And through but North once America. once they're revinned, help me understand what the next step in that process is. How do they are they being sold then privately, or how are they being sold? Yeah, yeah, they are. So yeah, good question. So. They are, uh, so once it's revinned by, by the organized crime group or the professional criminals or whoever's responsible, they will then sell that and they will make it look like it's a legitimate uh, used car that's for sale. They could do that through online or curbsiding. So curbsiding is selling used vehicles without a license uh, when you're doing it commercially. And an individual will buy a vehicle. And the problem is they're actually selling them for market price or even a little bit higher. So the average consumer won't actually know. They'll think, well, it's so cheap, it must be a problem. But in fact, it's not. They're actually buying it for what they should be going for. And uh, and now they have a vehicle that is, in fact, stolen. 
they register it, they played it, they get insurance for it. And now they're driving a vehicle that is in fact stolen. And that's where the investigation comes into play to identify the true identity of that vehicle. And that's the problem. They can be victimized. That person that thought they were buying a, a good used vehicle. Now, uh, obviously, uh, we work with the police uh, throughout the country. That vehicle will be seized if it's determined that it was in fact stolen. And the money that they that individual paid for that vehicle is obviously lost. So not only do they lose the money that they paid for the vehicle, but they lose the money or the vehicle itself uh, as a stolen vehicle. Ouch, that, um, that would sting, certainly. Can we just talk quickly about prevention? Uh, I, I'm always concerned about my relatively new vehicle. And so now I have one of these little pouches that I put my keys in so they're not too close to the front door. Does that actually do anything? It does. It depends on what type of theft it's happening. We talk about the layered approach. The more that you can do, the, the better you protect yourself. Obviously, time is of the essence for these criminals. Uh, so it could be something as simple as having a steering wheel lock. Um, you talked about the, uh, an example of the, of the pouch that stops the radio frequency from being emitted, um, uh, um, broadcast between the key fob and the vehicle itself. Obviously, the vehicle and the key fob communicate back and forth, so you're trying to stop that. So that signal can't be intercepted, and uh, and then once that that signal is intercepted, that's what's being uh, the the revin or sorry the, uh, the the key fob can be re recloned and reprogrammed, uh, and then a vehicle can be stolen from that. That's one way. So, I mean, you, you can see there's been some examples where an individual has an extender. They may be standing on some of these ports trying to capture that signal. That's one way that's called a relay attack. Then there's other ways where they break into the vehicle, they plug into your onboard diagnostic port. And it's, it's obviously for legitimate uses when it goes to a body or a car dealership to program what the problem is with your vehicle. The problem is these criminal groups have the technology to also plug into that reprogram a key fob and be able to start your vehicle and, uh, and and drive away with the vehicle. So that's another preventative measure that you can take. You can you can get a, a lock that actually locks that uh, the front of that uh, that uh, ODB port, which uh, which is helpful. Some people go as far as hiding, getting it professionally hidden in a different location and putting a, a dummy or a false uh odb port in there so when the individual breaks into your vehicle plugs in obviously they're not getting the response that they need hopefully they will just move on as opposed to searching uh more broadly for it well, it's just kind of like whack-a-mole with the criminal <laughs> groups trying to come up with some ways around it uh, brian appreciate your time today please be well yeah thank you very much for having me that's Brian Gast, Vice President of Investigative Services at Equity Association. Are you concerned about your car getting jacked, being stolen, maybe from your driveway or your parking uh, garage, your garage or right out front of your house? What are the top five stolen vehicles? As promised, this is from Toronto Police. This is for 2021. Number five, this probably applies to you anywhere in southern Ontario. Number five, the Toyota Highlander. Number four. The Land Rover, Land Rover Range Rover. Number three, the Honda Civic. Number two, the Lexus RX 350. And the number one stolen vehicle in Toronto, according to the Toronto Police, the Honda CRV. Wow. All right.